You're listening to World of Empowerment Radio. Your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. And here are your hosts, Angel Rose and Ahanu. You are very welcome. My name is Ahanu. And last week we played, we replayed actually, an interview that Angel Rose did with Godlike Productions on the Raw Feed Live. And they asked her so many very interesting questions, and she gave so many interesting answers that we decided to replay this interview from 2012. It was, you may remember, a very interesting time with the ending of the Mayan calendar and all the opportunity and potential that that offered to us. So have a listen as we go into part two of this session. We're all interested in your theories on... uh the extraterrestrial phenomena, our space brothers. Are they our space brothers? Are they a fragment of our imagination? Are they interstellar beings? What are they? I don't believe they're a a figment of our imagination at all. You know, I believe they really exist. Uh, In fact, uh, my my publishers are just coming out with all these questions to be asking of the records about different ET races. But um, I believe they're real. I believe we have positive and negative visitors. Uh, I think there's been races that have lived on the Earth uh, all this time. Uh, I, I do know there's, uh, you know, reptilians that shape shift. People have seen them. Uh, you know, I, I'm aware that some of the uh, graves that people talk about, you know, live within our time frame. Uh, they're not beyond time. They're actually in overtones above or below our Earth. Um, you know, I've seen glorious ETs uh, all different from all different planets. Uh, I started to, I don't know if that's in there, but I was asked last year to decode many of the crop circles. And uh, I, I know a gentleman who has, when the crop circles would appear, there was a woman who would take uh, pure water and she'd go sit in the middle of the crop circles and make a mother tincture. She'd call in the energy of the particular circle and um, it would it would become a mother tincture in the water. And so, you know, this fella has collected all of these mother tinctures probably since 2003 and they're all in his refrigerator. He had no idea what to do with them because he didn't really know what the geometry of those circles were. So he hired me to go into the Akashic Records and read these circles, and um, they became a whole uh, series of star essences, which he now um, sells to the public. But uh, the point I'm wanting to make is that he would ask me who made particular circles, and so we'd get all various races of beings, you know, some of them that were old Mayans that left the planet, others that were Arcturians, some were just light orbs, uh, some came from inner Earth, you know, some from Syria. So, you know, you get a wide variety of an awareness of different beings at different levels. And you can you can feel their differences because they're vibrationally very different. So to answer your question, you know, I think that we are all hybrids of various ETs races that got together many, many moons ago, and we're doing lots of experimentations with the life forms on this planet, and particularly the human, and uh, many, many gene codes 
are present in all of us that I would say we're all ETs, actually. What do you think of that one? <laughs> you know, I wouldn't doubt it. Um, you know, I've, I've a lot of stuff on um, possibility of our genetics being tampered with, you know, several hundred thousand years ago. I, I don't buy the Zachariah Stitchin theory about how um, we were we used to be um, cavemen and then uh, the Anunnaki came here and they genetically uh, manipulated us so that we could be subservient slaves and harvest gold for them. Uh, however, I wouldn't doubt it. Maybe there was, uh, you know, a nefarious race of species that possibly came here and wanted to harness something more powerful like our soul energy uh, because I'm sure that they could get gold somewhere else. They wouldn't have to travel to stars for that. But now you're saying that you, you see uh, these, these reptile shapeshifters. And there's, there's a lot of people that say, you know, at the top levels of, of, of politics and corporations and media, you've got these shapeshifters that have, you know, been around for thousands and thousands of years controlling the world behind the scenes. Um, do you back up, I mean, or do you, would you say that you agree with that conspiracy theory that there really are, um, you know, these reptilian-like uh, shape-shifting entities that control people like they're puppets uh, in a different dimension? That's a very good question, and there's different levels to that answer. Um, first of all, I definitely do believe and know that there are uh, alien beings walking around with human bodies that do shape-shift, okay, and they... People have seen them. I know people who have reported seeing them have called me in a panic after seeing them change in front of them. You know, reading, reading different vibrations of people really is the key to the answer to that question because I wouldn't go so far as to say that every single, um, you know, political leader that's got a negative agenda going on is a reptile. You know, I wouldn't generalize that way, but I can tell you that there are certain leaders who are, and you just watch, uh, it's a vibrational thing, you know they're not human, and they don't care about humanity the way that other people would, you know, in a common sense, sane way, where if you just, if you just say, you know, yeah, when you're sane, there's just certain things that are common sense that you just don't harm this or that or you don't do this or that and there are many many beings on this planet who are not human and so they don't care about humans the way that would be obvious so you know with the conspiracy theory to generalize I wouldn't generalize but I would say there are some that are not human and some of those are in key positions in our world so, you know, I, I think it's just because I've seen them, you know, you, you can read the different vibrations of if somebody's human, if somebody's ET, if somebody's reptile. I can tell you in doing my psychic uh, laser therapy that probably uh, six out of ten people have a reptile attached to their backs. Okay, that is sucking energy off them. Really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay, I mean, th these things are like uh, like astral uh, pythons, I guess you could call them, right? Or well, they are, they <laughs> are, and I think I think when you if you think of a reptilian, it's it's been on this planet a long time. It's a real primal energy, very primal, and of course we have a part of our brain that's reptilian. Okay, 
So we actually do encompass part of that race. But I think the thing is, is, is this is a, this is a time of species evolution that's going on on our planet. And you can see that because you'll see species leave, you'll see new mutations, uh, in plants and animals, uh, behaviors in animals are changing, all sorts of obvious, uh, indigo kids, crystal kids. I mean, they're all coming in here with advanced, uh, abilities and coding. So you know something's going on. And for a lot of the reptilian race, they haven't evolved in, in a long time. And even though they also have an opportunity for their, their whole genetic code to change, many of them are, are in control of this planet. They really don't, they're not interested in evolving. And they will do what they can to stop that process. So, you know, yeah, there is, stuff like that going on. But, you know, when you understand it on levels that all of us are them, and there really isn't any division between whether they're a reptile or, or they're a, an ascended, wonderful, beautiful being, that all of us are part of that, you know, again, you look at it all real different. Okay, so to answer your question, yeah, they do exist. You know, reptiles do exist. You know, some of them are our leaders. Well, okay, and a good example, a good example to show people this really does come down to what I was mentioning about the ability to be able to reason and common sense, okay, that when you see laws being passed that, that are just uh, evil, I have to use the word, they're evil, such, such as the banning of herbs, for example, okay? Wicked. Uh, yeah, it is, taking away people's rights. Uh, those are things that are not being enforced by anybody who would be what we would consider an intact, uh, God core human. We just we wouldn't do it. You know? They would never be doing that. So well, you have to say who's doing it then. Right. Right. And, and not just that, but I mean, look at the, uh, ridiculous media coverage about how Amish farmers that, you know, are dealing in raw milk to other people that have never gotten sick from it. They're sending SWAT teams to their houses and their farms, but it's okay for large corporations to put aspartame in almost all out there, which is literally a neurological uh, harming agent. And it's 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 like, oh, it's it's good for you to put you know aspartame in the food and extra fluoride in baby formula, uh, but it's not raw milk what nature gave you and yeah i mean there's got to be something out there that's beyond because you know we, we've had quite we've talked about this before on godlike productions and glpvc mm-hmm. where if you've got these you know people out there these aristocrats that have all the money and power in the world then why would they allow things like fukushima to happen and the gulf oil disaster and why would they continue to blanket spray the majority of the crops with d2 which is something that makes up agent orange you know why are they all this destruction of the planet they've got everything that they need well, maybe it's because something's attached to them, like what you're talking about, like some type of dark, wicked parasite that we can't see, and it's just manipulating them into this, you know, world of, like, dark ecstasy. Well, and that's what I mean. You know, the thing, anybody who who becomes a conscious person and and really works with themselves, and, you know, you start undoing your own beliefs, for example, and what you find is you become more and more harmless. So not only do you become more and more harmless, you know, the whole idea of ever harming anything that's, you know, anything that's against the life principle, let's say, okay, is insane. 
it's just insane. So, you know, people can say, well, it's all about the money. Yes, it's all about the money, but it's, it's bigger than that. It, it's like, what is the presence that isn't human? You know, that doesn't get it, doesn't connect to the fact, you know, that they're destroying even their own environment. It's not just us, you know. They're destroying the environment that they live in as well. So, yeah, you know, there's all sorts of uh, beings on this planet that are that are not in, what can I say, their humanity is not intact, okay? And that's what seems to be running the world, and that certainly makes me very suspicious about who is running the world, you know, because it's, to me it's not somebody who's, who's a real human. I think the best way to compare, the, the best uh, character to compare him to in a sci-fi movie would be like the Harkonnen uh, out of Dune, where they'll basically, if you've seen Dune, you know what I'm talking about, those slimy, disgusting... Yep. <laughs> ...that, you know, care about his technology and power, and they'll, you know, they'll their own children just to live longer. I mean, they're just... It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy, so... <laughs> well, you know, you, know you mentioned... Yeah, you mentioned technology, and I, and I have to just mention briefly that there is a, a whole section in the book that Source talked to us in depth about technology and really warned us about it on a level that was a bit shocking, okay? And, um, you know, went into, you know, in terms of us being, uh, you know, a nerve network, you know, that we have a, a, a very complex nerve network in our solar plexus that connects us not only to one another but connects us to the web, the energy web around the Earth. The thing about the solar plexus is, you know, it's connected to the emotional body. So, you know, if people feel down and people are depressed, then they have low thoughts, they have low feelings, and those energy pulses get sent out through that web, and we all feel it. We all, it, it just creates this, this mass depression in a way. But, you know, we were actually shown by force that, you know, the powers that be, know about that and they use they deliberately use low frequency pulses to affect our moods and affect our thoughts to keep us at a at a really low level because they know that activations are going on where actually we're all um, starting to wake up real quick okay so once we saw this you know source kind of gave us a bit of a lecture about our own our own crystal network inside our bodies and that we all have this communication system inside of us that is telepathic, that is, um, you know, basically very light-based and was kind of scolding us saying, now why why aren't you um, practicing telepathy? Why aren't you looking at, you know, your own communication system inside your body instead of relying so much on external technology? You know, not to say you're never going to need a computer. I mean, certainly tonight we're having this conversation with the use of technology. But it was just putting it in perspective and saying, you know, our dependency uh, on outside communication devices with, you know, many of them do emit low-frequency pulses, just like cell phones. You know, people use them all the time, and they should be using a hands-free device or something that protects their, their brain, okay? So, you know, it was, it was a bit of an awakening on that sense, saying, well, yeah, in, in terms of our own organic inner structure, 
the way we're created and the gifts and abilities that we have contained within us. You know, it goes back to the question people ask about, well, how do I connect to my higher self? You have to put your attention off of the outer world and into the inner world. Great. So I just had to mention that because you mentioned technology briefly. You know, and I'm really glad you brought that up. And, you, you know, what's a good way to tap into your uh, higher consciousness? Unplug from the rest of the world. That's that's a great way to put it. Quit watching TV shows. Quit uh, eating uh, fast food. Do some exercise. You know, clear your mind. Sweat out some of those toxins that you've been filling yourself up with if you don't eat healthy. There's ways to get over that. And it's it's amazing how people feel... Like they're in a society now where if they're, you know, becoming unhealthy because how much they eat, they go see a doctor that gives them more pills and they just get right. fat and they get more, then they have to take more pills because of the pills that they took are the side effects, you know? <laughs> That's right. It's incredible. Um, one, of the, one of the easiest ways to get healthy is just to get up at sunrise and do a little sun gazing. Sure. You know, get, get up when the sun is rising, stare at the sun, don't block your eyes, just stare at the sun for three or four minutes at sunrise, okay? And then when it's setting, you do the same thing. You don't do it during the day when the sun is at its peak. But if people just if people just got up at sunrise and watched the sun, you know, the sun is regenerative. And if you just take in that energy, you know, through your eyes, not only you'll find that all of a sudden you do feel more connected to yourself, you're clearer, you're not as hungry. You start to the foods you do desire become lighter and more liquid. So that's a simple thing that anybody could do. It takes sure. two minutes. <laughs> yeah, and it's also pretty, uh, you know, quite a thrill to, to actually experience that. I mean, it's it's a incredible experience. A lot of people don't really utilize what they have. You know, they they just they don't even think that it exists anymore. We're getting into this society now where pretty soon people aren't going to leave their house unless they're plugged into a virtual reality network. Uh, where, you know, basically have the, uh, Google attached to their brain, you know, now it's the phone, I mean, or the, the smartphone. Do you, do people even remember phone numbers anymore? I mean, or do you just go to, you know, speed dial seven, speed dial nine? I mean, it's, it's, it's to the point to where technology is eventually going to envelope and encompass all physical matter if it continues to go down this path and people are going to be like downloading their consciousness into these titanium alloy bodies if they're given an opportunity to. I mean, it's, it's literally well, term. In reality, isn't it? I mean, when you get to that way yeah, soon, it's dangerous. It actually is very dangerous because the way the way Source describes it is we're becoming artificial. And I found that was an interesting word that Source used because when it talked about the crystal network inside our body, for example, it would always use the word organic. Your organic true selves, and it was clear that it had to have the word organic in there. And, you know, it, it got out of the topic of GMO foods one time and was saying, you know, in terms of a conspiracy, you know, that here they're creating these foods that are artificial and insisting that they're the same as live foods, which they're not. And you consume them. And where do they get digested? They get digested in the solar plexus, you know, and they start to alter the way your body digests food and even what it can digest. And so gradually, it isn't just the technology with the cell phones and the low pulses that go in the brain, but it's actually they're attacking it from the food that we eat and making us more robotic. And I think, you know, I don't own a television. I don't care to own a TV. 
you know, I can be, I'm an author, so I do use the computer to write, but I have to tell you, I can only really do two hours a day. The rest is, that's it, you know? And, you know, I do take time to go look at the sun and be out in nature or put myself in a room where I can hear birds or I can hear trees, you know? So I just think it's a big, it's a huge warning source has given us about this whole artificializing of even our biology, our sacred biology, which people have no clue on what, how holy that is inside you, you know? Well, it, it really is. And, you know, speaking of technology, let's talk about this for a few minutes. You've got supercomputers out there now that are uh, calculating over 16 quadrillion floating points per second. So as far as technology goes, if these, you know, dungeon masters, I like to call them at the top levels, wanted to completely predict the outcome of every person on the planet, just this one personal or just this one computer could calculate over 2,285,000 scenarios per person per second. So how easy would it be for these, you know, psychopaths to be able to control physical matter with all this technology that they have? And if you've read some of the, uh, the, the articles that have came out recently about how top scientists and gurus in, in Russia that have all this money to create a new sense of reality where they're downloaded, uh, they can download their consciousness forever. And then, you know, with what we were talking about earlier about how they're basically de, de, uh, they're, they're getting rid of all the live foods. They're turning into robots, turning people into robots, you know, fluoride, aspartame, genetically modified corn, pesticides, herbicides, chemicals in the, in the air, chemicals in the water. You know, are they trying to get people to the point to where they'll be so completely detached from the source, from their soul, that they'll literally have them and, uh, you know, uh, engulfed in like some like hard drive system where they can control people's actual reality and outcome based upon what they've gotten themselves into by literally plugging into the system? Well, and I, I think the point of it is is that they want to use us as a power source. You see, I, I think people don't understand that. You know, the, the technology, you know, the, the reason it can interface with consciousness is really because there's, you know, we are, we are the power source. You know, we're humanity and the way humans are built. You know, we are the consciousness source that they use. But I have to say, I'll give you a little bit of hope because, you know, when people raise their frequency, when people clean out their stuff and they really, uh, they really start becoming conscious creators. Okay, you know, the frequency raises in a person, and going back to the sun just a little bit, the energies that are coming through the sun now are really, really powerful. And uh, you want to jump a few frequency levels, you just do a little bit of sun gazing. But the thing is, is high frequency will shut down those computers because it's happened with me. You know, I notice when my frequency shifts, um, you know, I can be somewhere, and if there's a computer near nearby, it'll just shut off. Okay, I've been in grocery stores ready to check out, and their computer system just shuts completely down. And, I, and I'll say, you know, just let me walk away three or four feet, you know, it'll come back up. But we can offset this, you see. We can offset these computers because, you know, the network inside of us and the frequency ability we have, to go higher and higher and higher, you know, can can just shut down these things, you know, really easily. But if we keep allowing ourselves to be dumbed down 
and to be uh, artificialized, you know, we're not going to have the ability to do that anymore, you know, which is why Source is really warning us and wanting us to start practicing with our own crystal network and our own telepathic abilities because that's the only thing that's going to um, overcome that. Otherwise, you are right. What will happen is these computers will take over and uh, be controlling everybody's thoughts, you know, so... And, and the question is here, um, maybe, maybe they already have. I mean, let's just look at the, the overall worldwide web that's, you know, everybody's got access to the internet now. Everybody's plugged in. They're, um, what they desire, what they, uh, want to know about. They look up on search engines. You know, they have database systems that compile all this information. And when we have, we had a guest on here a few weeks ago, Douglas Dietrich on the raw feed. And he had access to a lot of military stuff that uh, before it put into the Internet, before the Internet really existed. And he was telling us about how the military actually harnesses what people might call demonic forces uh, to create super weapons, literally. I mean, they're using technology to tap into the dark energies. What's to say this dark energy, uh, if it can you know, be used in like uh, uh, certain technological machines, uh, then why couldn't it tap into the World Wide Web? Why couldn't it tap into these supercomputers or these, you know, missile defense systems and start shooting on Americans or, you know, anybody around the globe because, you know, go into this Terminator-style system? I mean, that's clearly something that could happen if if it's really going on. If, if what Douglas is saying is true and, you know, there really are these, you know, reptilian shapeshifters or these higher levels or these, you know, extraterrestrial entities that uh, enjoy feeding off of this dark ecstasy, I mean, it really is something that could logically happen, could it not? Well, well, it could, but the opposite can happen, too. And, you know, I always have to put a plug in there for source, because do I believe that, you know, uh, military people and government officials use dark magic? Yeah, absolutely. Do I know that they know how to tap into dark forces? They've been doing that forever, okay? And that's been a disadvantage of us. Because, you know, what has happened with religions where they're, when it comes to the subject of uh, magic or the occult, you know, we're told that that's evil, you have to stay away from it. So, you know, even that knowledge has been conveniently, you know, taken from people where they're too afraid to even explore it. But, you know, when we talk to Source about this, Source still calls all of these guys little minions. And I think that's a, an interesting perspective because, you know, when I'm in the records and Source is actually talking to us, the immense power, I, I mean, I, there is, aren't any words for it really, okay? The all-encompassing, all that is loving power that is really, you know, at the core of the life principle, it can never really, it can never be destroyed from what I've been shown. So, but I think, you know, in terms of individuals' personal evolution, you know, it is time to take responsibility for our own network and stop becoming so dependent on everything. And that's what's got us into trouble so far, is we're all so codependent, you know, on outside things. And you are right. If we just com stay complacent and we go with this and we say, wow, you know, isn't this new piece of technology great? Blah blah blah. You know, you know, we'll we'll just succumb to it all, and and that's why it's saying, look, 
for example, you know, to talk to talk about becoming conscious and even taking the time in the morning to meditate, you know, what did I just say? Two minutes in front of the sun, get up at six or whatever time the sun rises. You know, take five minutes when the sun goes down. If all you did was that, you'd be improving your life a thousandfold. And not only that, you'd be activating your own organic crystal network because there's light codes coming through the sun now that are changing your biology for the better. When you get people who can't even give that much time out of their day to save themselves, let's put it to you that way, that's the sadness that I see. Okay, even when I say, look, it's simple. You don't have to do anything expensive. You get yourself out a notebook and a pen. And even if you took the time at the end of the evening to ask yourself how you felt about your day and took an honest look at it, you know, and what could you have chosen differently to make yourself conscious, that will activate your own organic network inside your body. But if you if you just want to ignore that and tell yourself you're too busy or you're worried about making money, you, you know, and you're too busy to even give yourself a half an hour out of your day, then then you're gonna we're all gonna go under. And that's just the truth of it. Because they are taking over. We're gonna take a quick studio break right here. Remember you are listening to an interview from the Raw Feed Live with Godlink Productions. We're interviewing Angel Rose about everything that was going on at the time in two thousand and twelve and the ending of the Mayan calendar. We will be right back after this break. Years of research, thousands of profound statements, hundreds of sessions, miles of transcripts, months of listening, a vast archive of personal power and spiritual awareness awaits you. Join worldofempowerment.com today, a website of practical spirituality for your fast-changing world. worldofempowerment.com Ahanu's book, The Reincarnation of Columbus, is his true story of the loss of his first child, his pain and struggle with grief, and the guilt that followed. It forms his entire philosophy of life, and is a superb rendering of the unfolding of spiritual awareness. The reincarnation of Columbus is a true epic voyage from the pain and sorrow of a father's grief to a new world of empowerment, love, and forgiveness. Get your copy on Amazon.com or on Kindle for two ninety nine by searching for A-H-O-N-U, or visit http colon slash slash thereincarnationofcolumbus.com. That's all one word, thereincarnationofcolumbus.com. Possible scenarios a minute ago, and, and we're getting into a bit of optimism here, uh, how Source says this is all just very primitive and, and really just <laughs> kind of... Silly, uh, as far as the grand scheme of things. And that's, you know, God, if, if you think about it, God is everywhere. I mean, just look at, uh, look at the sacred geometry throughout nature and the universe. If you break down matter and look at it, you know, the quantum level, you're seeing all these really cool, you know, oscillating frequencies moving back and forth in harmony with each other. So even a rock at the quantum level is alive in a sense. It doesn't mean it's got a soul. I mean, it's, it's a mineral, but, you know, they're moving around there and they have to move at a certain frequency. Otherwise, that rock would turn into something else completely just based on the way that it moves, the frequency, as we were talking about. So I think this is some really incredible stuff we're talking about here. Um, before we get into guest questions, I just wanted to ask uh, you if you wanted to, to finish up on any particular topics before we get into the auditorium. 
Uh, well, no, I think I think you're, I think I'm good <laughs> with what you're what you're talking about. Just uh, I just need to mention the different levels of reality real quick, and um, you know I just want to say to people who are listening that the advantage of being in these records and uh, certainly the universal records when source does come through to us, I've had the the good fortune of being able to see so many different levels of consciousness and reality. And so, you know, we need to we need to put the darkness in this world in a particular perspective. On the one hand, in relation to uh, our ever-expanding universe and beyond, which is so huge uh, that we really can't even comprehend. And uh, certainly the power and energy of the intelligence that creates life is so far beyond, you know, any of these little dark machinations. But having said that, since we are at this level of 3D and we are interconnected to all of this, it is such a responsibility for us to to actually be the ones, um, you know, that put ourselves in order so that we're not affected uh, by these frequencies. And let me just give you this brief story before you turn us over. Uh, my husband and I were traveling to upstate New York one time from North Carolina. We were going through West Virginia, and we encountered a hailstorm. And I have to tell you that I have... I've been in hailstorms before, but this was very unusual because it lasted for 45 minutes and every single car got off the road. But more than that, it was, it had a feeling about it that was sinister. I mean, you just felt like you were in a black hole, that you were in hell. I actually felt like I was in hell. And I so knew that it was an artificial storm conjured up by people who manipulate the weather. And the clouds even had formations that I'd never seen before. And I am not kidding. I could not wait to get out of that. When I got out of that and I actually saw a blue sky again, I actually said, oh, thank you, God. You know, because, and I, and bringing that up to show you the degree of energetic pulsing that they know how to do now. And if it can make me feel like that, and I consider myself fairly awake, you know, where I was just terrified. I, I, this ominous was the word, okay? So, I mean, people really need to really wake up, really take responsibility for themselves and watch this because, you know, it's okay for Source to say to me, look, everything's okay at my level. You know, at my level, I'm aware of every one of you. What's the worst that can happen? You'll lose your life, you know? And in one sense, that's true. But it certainly isn't our intention to lose our consciousness. Okay, so I just had to finish up with that. Well, and and as far as the weather manipulation goes, uh, I recently got back from a 3,500 mile road trip. I went to about half a dozen states, and uh, every one of them, uh, the the skies were being blasted with with chemtrails. So you know, it's a statewide thing. It's it's definitely at least nationwide. And I've left read reports about. Uh, even government officials uh, in Europe admitting that uh, it's going on. So, you know, weather isn't good for the environment. It's not good for the atmosphere. It's not good for, for biology in general. So, you know, if they think they're trying to keep uh, some ice sheets from melting or if they're trying to block the sun out for whatever reasons, 
for their own nefarious gains, you know, it's it's not good. And ho- hopefully, we'll realize that uh, you know we are all connected at some level. And even though they think they're just hurting the peasants, uh, they're actually hurting themselves. And that's one thing you brought up earlier. We're all connected at some level. So, uh, you know, well, really- that's why I don't think they're entirely human. Exactly. It can't be. I mean, and if they are, obviously don't think they're human. I mean, that's obvious when you've got aristocrats from, you know, uh, the United Kingdom saying that they want to come back as a uh, deadly virus and kill off the human population. <laughs> right. Something's wrong, then uh, wait. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. but uh, <laughs> It's true. Some questions uh, from, from the audience. And uh, the, the first question is, and you know what? We're still getting that weird sound coming in and out. So maybe it is the Men in Black. I don't know. It's still there. Yeah, I, I don't know either. But you can still hear me, can't you? Period. Yeah, we're just getting these weird static sounds coming in and out. Very odd. But um, the, the first question here is from Mouse, and her question is: She has an aunt that uh, is a sex addict, and is this from a past life block? All right. Well. Um it might be from a reptilian attachment, to be honest. Okay, because that is one of the symptoms. And, uh, you know, people who do have reptiles attached to their back, they are very often can have a very crazy libido like that, as well as a burst of anger and all sorts of interesting things like that. So I'm not really getting it from a past life. I, I think it's more um, something, some, something attached right now okay okay and uh thank you for that the next question is from chubby cheeks triple seven her question is what happens when you commit suicide okay well when you commit suicide um you know you don't go to hell and you don't go to purgatory you know you basically are met with your own level of consciousness just like any soul would in fact there's a whole chapter in the book about suicide because uh, I also had a partner who committed suicide and I, I would have dreams of him for months and I saw the varying levels that he was at. And, uh, you know, basically they go through a life review like anyone else. The difference that I see from them than other spirits who cross over is that they do have to spend time in what's called uh, a plane of self-reflection. And whenever I see a spirit there that's committed suicide, they're all alone. They're strictly by themselves. They need to stay there and and kind of uh, contemplate their life. But I have to be careful here because the one thing that sources told us is there is no judgment in it. And I'm not condoning it. The source is not condoning it. But what it is saying is that they basically go through a very similar process that anybody crossing over would go through. And, uh, you know, they've opted out, and the one thing is they did, they leave their contract early is what they do. And um, at some point in their spiritual evolution, they are going to have to meet those challenges again. So it isn't, a, it isn't really an escape from uh, the challenges of this reality the way, the way they may think it is. Okay, but they will be met with love. They will be shown the good and the bad, the successes and failures, just like any soul would. And uh, I think, you know, that might that might be a little enlightening to people who think that people who commit suicide are, 
are treated differently by source, and that's not really true. Angel, can I, uh, 23, can I cut in for a second, please? Sure. Angel, did I hear you correctly when, did you use the, the terminology, their contract? I did, yes. Oh, can you clarify that? Can you expand on that for me? What, what does that mean? Well, when a person incarnates, you know, they have a design, they have a contract with themselves, really, where they say, okay, I'm going to come into this incarnation, and, uh, you know, I'm going to set it up so that I can accomplish this or resolve that. Or, And oftentimes, uh, it's a personal contract with themselves. Some people have uh, contracts that have to do with world service. So you have to think of the soul as on an evolutionary journey to self-realization. So you'll set certain things up before you come in to to have you achieve certain things. And there's tests and there's challenges along the way. So when somebody commits suicide, you know, what they're doing is they're they're ending their contract early. They're basically saying, I'm giving up on this contract. I don't want to do it. It's too difficult, too painful, whatever their their reason is, and they take themselves out. Now, what Source has told me is there's no judgment about it. If you fail at a contract and... Lots of people fail at their contract. It's not just people who take their own lives. Lots of souls don't accomplish what they set out to do for various reasons. But, you know, what Force is saying, there's no judgment in it, but at some point, you know, you'll challenge yourself again in another incarnation. In other words, you know, taking yourself out early is not an escape from what your soul has to realize in, at some point in its journey. So that's what I mean about a soul contract. All right, thank you. You're welcome. Back, back to you, 23. Sure. And, uh, yeah, great answer. Thank you very much for that. Um, do, do you believe that everyone is a manifestation of God and that we are all connected uh, in the same person or entity living simultaneously? And this question is also from the same person, uh, Chubby777. Well, it's a good question because there's levels to that answer as well. You know, if you go back to the level of God's source, uh, we are all part, or we are, no, we're not even all part. We are all the all that is. So anything that's ever been created, manifested, we are it. Okay, we are it. And in that sense, you could say we're God. You know, we are God. We're not a part of God. You know, we're contained within the all. So on one level, you could say, yeah, there's only one of us here. Okay. Okay. But on the level of the individuated spirit, which does, quote-unquote, separate itself out so that it can have an individual experience and perceive itself as individual, um, it's really an illusion. However, you know, it has happened, and it's a whole other conversation really about how that happens and how we get back to that whole sense of uh, unity. Are you there with me still? I am, yes. Yeah. Okay, here. sorry. Yeah, I know. I was hearing that static along with you. You heard it this time too. Okay. Okay, so, you know, on the highest level, yeah, we're all one thing. Just to, just to answer that question very simply, there's only one of us here. <laughs> okay. Well, we actually... We actually fool ourselves, though, when we break ourselves down into individuals. You know, it's, it's an illusory thing that we do. And there is, there is a point where, 
you know, on the journey back up to self-realization or to full memory when you get it that you're, you are everything else and it is you. Um, you know, things start to change and your desires change and the purpose for being here changes. So that, that's part of the process. But again, there's a lot of levels in between there. Okay. Uh, great. Thank you for that. Uh, this, this question is from Wonderlust. About angels and spirit guides, what is the twin flame, a.k.a. soulmate, and what if they are not in this reality but some other life? Yeah, okay. Well, a twin flame is not a soulmate. They're different. And uh, a twin flame is actually, uh, you know, they're one in the same flame. You know, even though with the question before where we just said everybody was everybody, but... If, if you think of a individuated spirit, let's, let's say a flame, just a, imagine a flame. There, there is a point where that flame splits into two, just, just as a cell would divide, okay? And, um, once it splits into two, it then splits again and creates lesser twins. But the thing about that is that they are the same exact template. You know, that flame, even if it splits, it's still got the same identifying pattern. They're twins. They're, they're identical, okay? A soulmate is anybody that you could have lived a past life with in any capacity. You could have uh, been friends with somebody. You could have been romantic. You could have had a project that you did together. So a soulmate is anyone you've been with in other lifetimes who you see again this life or you keep coming back together for specific reasons. And even enemies can be soulmates. Okay, so they're real different. A soulmate is definitely a whole different vibration. They're not, they're not an identical vibration like a twin is. Okay, so if your twin is on, uh, it's not in form, um, you would, it would be interesting to see what your twin is doing and why they're not in form and if you are working together with them or not because you can be or you may not be. They may have a particular different mission to be doing on the other side that has nothing to do with what you're doing here. On the other hand, uh, your twin could be very close to you and the two of you could be, um, you know, killing two birds with one stone, if I can say that, where whatever one's doing here on this dimension, the other's doing on another dimension and they're, they're interchanging their missions together. So you would really have to go in to a person's individual records and see what's happening there. Okay, but I will comment quickly and say that there are many twins that are coming together now, more so than any other time in history. And part of that purpose is not only because it's an opportunity for the twin flame to reunite, reunite with itself and go back home, but also because uh, they do represent the divine parents and the divine masculine feminine principles. So they are trying to unite in order to bring this paradigm of balance, you know, back into this dimension. Great. Great. Okay. And this question is from Nick Playa. Um, he's actually asking about uh, what your thoughts are on binaural beats. Um, can they help you reach different levels of consciousness? Okay, so the answer 
You know, I'll give you the answer um, in two ways. On the one hand, yes, uh, because anytime anything can help synchronize your brain chemistry, um, you know, you are opening up different centers by doing that, and because of that, you can have uh, a, a wider range of experiences. But it seems to me that the answer I'm getting is saying that, yes, on one level, it will do that. But will it will it make you a genuine spiritual presence? And I'm making the distinction between being able to open up parts of your brain and perceiving perceiving higher levels is very different than uh, becoming those levels. Okay, so when you're on a true spiritual path, you're becoming those higher frequencies yourself. They're being integrated within you and you are the higher frequency. So I think what he's mentioning is a stepping stone uh, to to maybe opening some doorways, okay? Actually, uh, you make some really good points. Uh, I've probably seen hours worth of different uh, tracks of binary beats, different uh, levels that, you know, uh, raise or lower the, the your brain uh, speed, like alpha, beta, theta state, and it will help. And to, you know, help you calm and meditate and relax. You can actually feel your brain almost like tingle if you've got a set of really nice phones. Um, but to get to the level that you're talking about, that's just going to be a, a small stepping stone to, to get there. So, uh, great, great way to put it. Um, another question we have too is, um, from, this is from Chubby again. And she is wondering if you can actually, uh, raise your, um, your consciousness by the, the type of music you listen to, and what, what is your favorite music? <laughs> That's a good question. Yes, I do think you can raise your consciousness by different music. And um, I love harp music. I love the harp. You know, That's one of my favorites. I, and you may laugh at this, but I love Jackie Ivanko. To me, she's, uh, she takes me right to the angelic realm real quick. So... Um, Yes, it can raise your level of consciousness, absolutely. Um, you heard of Peter? Excuse me? You heard of Peter Sterling? No, I haven't. We, we had him on here at Bell PVC a few nights ago, and uh, he's actually uh, an incredible uh, harpist. And he claimed he actually uh, was um, he made contact with these angelic beasts. He's incredible. It was uh, a lot of stuff that he is talking about. You have actually uh, talked about as well. So that's that's awesome. You'll definitely have to uh, check him out. I'll send you a link or something. But, uh, yeah, cool. I will. Uh, that's great stuff. Um, let, let me ask you: Would could you do uh, an akashic reading uh, for me or for somebody else in the audience over the phone? I really don't like to open the records online, to be honest, and, and I'll give you the reason. Okay. Uh, you know, to me, it, it's just, it's a bit of a sacred reading, okay? And you really are into a person's soul, and um, I have great respect for that process. So I don't, you know, I've had this conversation with my publicist before, and I would prefer uh, not to do that, to be, to be very honest. Now, what I am willing to do at possibly another point is uh, if I opened them and took maybe a, spiritual question, but a personal reading is, um, you know, it's, it's a pretty sacred thing, so I would just prefer not to do it. I used to do all kinds of tarot readings online, and 
psychic readings of that nature, but, you know, this really is of a different frequency altogether. Hey, I respect that. I mean, don't uh, don't mess with an artist's work, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just... Uh, it's just not a, a forum that I would prefer to do that in. If the, you know, that's just my my own personal integrity with it. Okay. Hey, fan, fantastic! Uh, absolutely no problem. Really appreciate that. Um, okay. We're getting ready to, to close up here tonight, and before we do, I just want to say the the mic is yours. Uh, if there's anything you'd like to share before we close out tonight, uh, please feel free to do so. Well, I, I guess I just want to thank everyone, really, for the opportunity to have these incredible conversations. And uh, your questions were very, very stimulating. And I think I would leave um, people with just, I guess I just want to say that, you know, God's source is real. And uh, it's a real active presence. And it's certainly something that everybody is. And... uh you know, I think, I think if we would take the time to go to these higher frequencies of ourselves and realize there, the potential is really unlimited and that we have a lot more input into this world than we give ourselves credit for. Because, you know, any, any type of dark energy that we may encounter can be counteracted, you know, just by us becoming aware of the network in our body and activating our own organic selves. So I just want to leave people, because uh, so many people that I'm aware of today are in despair and uh, really do worry, you know, really worry about our future. So I just want to reinforce to people, you know, that there is a plan going on. There's a higher plan that's going on for all of us that we're all a part of creating. And... Um, you know, I, I actually feel very positive about all this. And my experiences through the records with Source has actually made me um, so much less fearful. And I want to say uh, very more more inwardly mature than I would have been even a few years ago. So, you know, I would encourage everybody to, to take the time for themselves because everybody matters. Every single person alive uh, is a blessed being, and um, you know we have more to us than we're aware of. So it's time we we take ourselves back, if you know what I mean. Uh, you know, say to anybody if anybody is interested uh, in the book, it's at a time of change dot info, and that's all the advertising I need to do. <laughs> well, I got to say you've been an absolute. And uh, I really feel blessed to have had the opportunity to speak with you here uh, for the past couple of hours and, and pick your brain. Uh, it's it's been great. Uh, the auditorium, everybody in here has had an absolute blast. I know that people all over the world that have an opportunity to listen to this. So, um, you know, thanks again for making it. And if you'd stick around for just a second after the close, that would be great. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, GLPVC's The Raw Feed would like to thank our guest, Angel Rose, uh, for sharing with us her studies, knowledge, and information into the Akashic Records. Uh, check out her book, A Time of Change, Akashic Guidance for Spiritual Transformation, and her site, A-I-N-G-E-A-L-Rose.com. Uh, thanks to the VC team, Jay Isis, and uh, tune in tomorrow night, folks, uh, for a return guest once a month. We've got Malene Olson. Uh, that's Wednesday, October 24th, 11 p.m. Eastern. That's it for tonight, folks. The podcast will be up shortly. This has been a GLP voice chat presentation. Good night, everybody.
Well, that brings us to the end of this show. You will remember this was an interview conducted by the Raw Feed, Godlink Productions. And we broke it into two parts simply because it was originally a two-hour interview. If you missed part one, make sure to check out on our website at honesttogodseries.com or indeed you will find it on theworldofempowerment.com. Also, you'll find a link there to the two parts. We hope you enjoyed it. We will have Angel Rose back with us live again next week and we look forward to speaking to you then. Thank you. Bye-bye. You have been listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world. 